Eyes in the Sky, Flying IoT. I'm Tanya Hall, and joining me is Amy Webb, Professor of Strategic Foresight at NYU's Stern School of Business, author, quantitative futurist, CEO, and founder of the Future Today Institute. Welcome back, Amy. Hey, Tanya. It's good to be here. Remind our audience, if you will, what you do at the Future Today Institute. So a quantitative futurist is somebody who models next order outcomes using a broad spectrum of data, whether those are weak signals or strong signals or trends or other factors. Uh, and our job is actually not to make predictions. Instead, it's to make connections. We try to reduce uncertainty using all of those data so that we can make better decisions in the present. You've identified a tech trend where you advise business leaders to get busy and act now. Tell us about flying internet of things. Right, so I think you know most people are now aware that it's not too difficult to get your hands on a drone. And there are plenty of opportunities to send a drone up to take photos of your family or friends. If you're somebody who's a mountain biker or likes extreme outdoor sports, you can send up a drone with follow me technology and the drone will automatically follow you wherever you are. Um, but beyond the sort of commercial drones that I think a lot of people are already aware of, um, there's a lot of other things overhead. And we like to call those the sort of flying internet of things. And um, you know, this is uh, a combination of you know, different drone technology as well as sense and avoid systems, motion detection, audio analytics, because they don't just capture and recognize faces, as well as private LTE and 5G networks. And this constellation of technology is sort of enabling a entire ecosystem of technology to work out of sight above our heads. What are some examples of, of how these are actually being used in the wild? Sure. So um, pretty recently, because of the social injustice protests and the racial uh, injustice protests that have been happening all around the world, um, some folks have noticed new types of drones uh, flying overhead, or if they couldn't see them directly, um, they've been using websites like uh, flight tracker services in order to, to track aircraft overhead. Um, and not too long ago, some people noticed that there was a drone flying in a kind of hexagon-shaped route about 20,000 feet above the streets in Minneapolis. Um, this turned out to be a drone flown by the U.S. Customs and Border Protection. It's a predator drone, uh, which is military technology, and it's typically used for targeting terrorists overseas, and it was being flown around the United States to surveil uh, American citizens. This is more of a common sight lately um, in the wake of both the global COVID-19 pandemic and now the protests that are erupting. Um, and it's not just military drones. Uh, last month, a bunch of New Yorkers saw a drone flying above them uh, and the drone had audio technology. It was actually barking orders at people on the street to observe social distancing guidelines. And people were you know, confused. They thought maybe it was a police drone, or maybe it was some kind of military drone. And it turns out it was a drone owned by a guy in Queens uh, who's really frustrated that people weren't following the stay-at-home orders in New York City. And he, when approached about this, was, uh, he claimed to represent the anti-COVID-19 
volunteer drone task force, which of course is not an official entity. So we're starting to see a lot more activity, I think because people are concerned about what's happening right now. What are some things that we should know that might help us make connections to other signals or trends as well? Well, you know, when we're talking about, again, a flying internet of things, I think it's, uh, you know, it would be normal of us to just think of drones. Um, but we're actually talking about a significantly bigger ecosystem of tech. So there are smart cameras now that can be, you know, a mile away and still capable of imaging, uh, taking images of people um, or buildings or objects without you seeing or even hearing that system. And the technology that's important there is not the drone, but rather the gimbal camera and the AI technology and the computer vision technology that it connects to. Um, so there's the entire computer vision ecosystem that's starting to change, as well as things like you know, 5G. And I know a lot of people are waiting to see when they're gonna have 5G on their mobile devices. There's actually a lot of 5G development happening. It's just happening on private networks. Um, and so with the advancement of technologies that are sort of adjacently related to the flying internet of things, um, that we see these inflection points and advancements in one area tend to lead to advancements in another area. And before long, you've got a fully functioning, robust, you know, ecosystem um, that presents both new opportunities and of course, new challenges and risks. We're all challenged right now, but as a C-level executive who's maybe running a company, I mean, what action do you recommend business leaders take related to, to this type of trend? Right. So I think the first thing to know is that the flying Internet of Things um, means big business. So uh, we've calculated a record wave of investment um, that was up about 67% year over year. Um, and typically when we see a flood of capital into an industry sector, what follows from there is consolidation um, through mergers, acquisitions, and things like that. Um, so whether you're a flight service provider or a manufacturer or a company that uh, creates components for cameras, you know, I, would, I would kind of keep my eyes out um, for some of this M&A activity because a lot of people are paying attention to the flying internet of things. And if you're a, you know, in the C-suite, um, that potentially means an opportunity for you. It also potentially means that some of your existing partners could go away. Um, and in fact, Tanya, just today, as you and I are having this conversation, not too long ago, IBM announced that it would be getting out of the facial recognition business. So there's, you know, an example of an ecosystem change that could have reverberating effects. Um, the other thing that I, I would note uh, is that in addition to all of this technology maturing, um, there are new business models being built to capitalize on it. So rather than you know, businesses having to buy technology outright, they can instead buy, um, uh, you know, the, the, the system will become shareable. So think of sort of like an, you know, an Uber for, uh, for the sky uh, versus on the ground. Um, so, so this means in some ways, you know, sort of better access for lots of companies. Um, you know, one of the problems investing in a drone of any kind is that they tend to be fragile and the technology tends to get outdated very, very soon. 
Um, and so a lot of companies get locked into buying, you know, constantly having to buy new systems. Um, so if you're sharing uh, rather than owning, um, that new sharing economy could provide some value to you and your network going forward. It's also a potential new business opportunity, right? If you're a platform service provider, for example. You publish several free resources that, that anyone can access. Would you list those for us? <laughs> sure. I'll start at the beginning. Uh, so all of our work at the Future Today Institute is open source and freely available. So you can access our reports, our newsletters, our trends uh, in a searchable database, as well as all of our frameworks at futuretodayinstitute.com. Um, we also, you know, obviously tweet about everything at FTI, and uh, I'm pretty easy to find online at Amy Webb on all of your socials, except for TikTok, which I will not use. <laughs> as much as I've much to my dismay, Amy, you certainly do offer a lot of advice and you're certainly easy to access. Thank you so much for your time uh, and sharing uh, your uh, experience and what we can look forward to and what we should act on now. Thanks again, Amy. Thank you. That's Amy Webb, Professor of Strategic Foresight at NYU Stern School of Business, author, quantitative futurist, CEO, and founder of the Future Today Institute. And certainly you can find more of my interviews right here or at tanyahall.net. Thanks for watching.